Okay. Hello. Okay. Okay. Let's try it again. How's everybody doing tonight? <laughs> Mike actually turned up on the speaker. Um, so, yeah. Mom and dad are down in Pensacola, Florida right now with uh, Brother Randy and them for his services. I checked the weather. It was a high of 66 and a low of 63. So I, I, th I think they're doing just fine. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, as far as I know, the services have gone well. Uh, I got another one. What is it? Tomorrow night and then tomorrow morning and tomorrow night or just tomorrow morning? Do you remember? Or? Thursday night's the last one. Okay, so they'll be they'll be back Friday-ish at some point. So I'm sure they're in no rush. Uh, um, I think if it's all right with y'all, we'll just go and get into the service. So. Father, I thank you for this day today. I thank you for this place that we have here, Father, that we may learn more about you um, and feel safe with it, Father. That we may know how much you love us in your Word and know how much you care about all of us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I think it is. I mean, I can, I can hear myself, so. You and I? Okay. <laughs> um, um, uh, if, if y'all would, just go and open up to Second Timothy uh, chapter one, and we'll start there tonight. Um, the, the thing I wanted to talk about today was uh, courage and mostly courage in the Lord. Um, there's there's a lot of ways to go about that with courage in God. That um, or courage just in general. I mean, um, the world itself they don't have the they don't have the Lord to lean on. They just have their own their their own strength and their own might and their um, worse off for it in some ways, but we could be thankful that we have a good God above us that that love that loves us so much. Um, yeah, if I can get there. Okay, what did I say? Second Timothy chapter one. All right. Keep missing it. Right. So Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven. It reads, "For God gave us not God gave us a spirit not of fear." but of power and love and self-control. And I just wanted to read that in the Amplified Version as well. It says, For God did not give us a spirit of um, timidity, or being timid, uh, of cowardice, of craven and cringing and fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Um, the, the thing that's interesting with that is that um, almost every time in the Old Testament and a lot of the times in the New Testament, any time an angel or Jesus appears to someone, the first thing he almost always says is, do not be afraid. Um, any, the time the angel appeared to, to Mary in the, in, the, in the Gospels telling her about what was going to happen, it led with do not be afraid. The time that Jesus was out walking on the water and they thought that he was a ghost. He called out to them, do not be afraid. And then a lot of the instances uh, with the prophets um, and I think even with Moses, but maybe not on that one, um, they led with do not be afraid. And 
that's I, I, I don't think that's how it all had to had to start for us. I mean, if you if you look at um, uh, all the way back to Adam and Eve, uh, if, if 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 it were you or I, um, if a snake had just come up to us and started having a conversation with us, I'd probably be a little put off at first. I don't think I would just kind of play it off as like, yeah, this is fine. Um, but they, they, they didn't have any sort of reaction to it in the slightest. There was any, and there wasn't any inclination that they were afraid of it, and there wasn't any inclination that that um, they had talked to it before, that this was just kind of like a new thing. They're like, yes, yeah, this is okay. And I, and I, I think that's something that we could um, get back to, so to speak, and not to just be um, frightened by any little new thing that, that comes our way. And, and I think that's what um, is trying to say, say to us in Second Timothy, that that's not what it's supposed to be. We're not supposed to just be afraid of, of any little thing. We're supposed to have um, courage and trust. Um, and but, but with that, there is... Um, not necessarily two different types of fear, but, but two different ways that fear, that the word fear is used. There's, there's like fears and terror where you're afraid of something and terrified of something. And there's fears and reverences and the fear of the Lord. Um, and what's, and the thing with that is that the, the, the terror of that, the terror can be paralyzing. Like there's always the, the fight or flight response, but another one that's common is fight, flight, or freeze, because some people, if they get jump scared, they, they, they don't do anything. They, it frees up like a deer caught in headlights. Um, and that, that, that's what fear can do to you. It, it, can, it can lock you in place in, in your life, not just like in a, um, in a moment, but like you're supposed to move on with something, but you're afraid of that, of that change and, and what it'll do to you. Even if, even if you know it's for the better, it's just that, that lingering, um, in, in the back of your mind that, that's whispering at you saying, no, maybe this isn't a good idea. But, um, and, that, and that holds a lot of people back. But, but, but the reverence part, the reverence of God, that, that, that kind of fear can be very truly free uh, to, to live in that. Um, is, uh, you nothing has to stop you when you fear God. Um, and we, we can do all things through him, right? Um, and and for, for the most part, uh, for leaders, they, 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 they kind of have one of two manners, and I'm talking about like large leaders, like, like dictators or kings. We're not talking about like your local club leader. Um, they, they mostly rule by, by one of two manners. They either rule by fear and terror, where th- those under them fear for their life if they step out of line. And, and they will continue to rule like that. And there's no way out of it once they, once they start like that, because the moment that you try to, to shed a little light on what people's circumstances are, they, they, they'll turn on that leader because um, they, they don't want to live like that anymore once they know that there's a better way. Um, and the other way is the other type of, type of fear, but not necessarily reverence, that may be too strong of a word, but perhaps just simply respect, that you respect your leader enough, you trust them enough um, 
that you can go along with what they're asking of you, even if it doesn't ne necessarily make sense for you in that time. Um, the way that the, that the devil rules those under him is by the first kind of fear, the terror, that he um, scares people into, into doing nothing with their life or scares them into doing worse things. Um, there, there is also the, um, sometimes he rules by deception, but a lot of that is still rooted in fear. And, and, um, but the way that, that, that God leads his children, that it leads us, is that he shows us that there's a better way to live. Um, I mean, it says that uh, for freedom's sake, Christ, Christ had set us free. And I um, think that was really really what he was getting after. Um, and, and we can do those things that God asks of us um, because uh, he's given us courage in his word. Um, and courage in his word is, is really just faith, just faith in his word, faith in that even if we necessarily haven't done something before, we can trust him because he's promised that he will provide for us and that he will protect us. Um, if you would turn to First John chapter 4. Um, verse 6, uh, verse 16 of chapter 4. It says, So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this, love, by this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Um, and that's really just another reminder that we don't, um, and I've, I've talked about love before. Um, there's, uh, the, the, the thing that the modern world gets so messed up with love right now is that they, um, I guess misinterpret love as acceptance, and there's there's not really a way to kind of um, condense love into just one word, love, uh, except maybe just beyond God. Um, but like to, to to try and say that love is acceptance, to say that it's just simply seeing someone in a circumstance, no matter how dire, and just and just kind of be like they're there in their circumstance and trying to consider that love. I, 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 I don't think that's the Bible kind of love that, that we have with us. I think the love that, that's in the Bible that's in us is a love that can, that can get through people, that can get through to people and to help them understand how much God loves them, how much God had given up for them. Um, and uh, with with all that, though, like we don't, um, 
it doesn't hurt to have a reminder from time to time um, what what our goal is on this earth, right? Because uh, we're not we're, we're not here to go after people against them. Like we're not here to um, tear asunder, so to speak. Um, we we have the sort of the spirit, of course, when we need it, but that that's not to be drawn against against people. Um, uh, in Ephesians chapter six, verse ten, it reads. Um, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And, and for that, I, that, that's really just telling us where we can direct our efforts in this world. We're not trying to... Um, attack any one individual even um, unless maybe like to, to stop them so to speak if they're of, of great power and great evil but what is important for us is to remember that some of the biggest change that we can do is to pray um, about our leadership and about our government um, to, so that change that is enacted through them can affect entire regions and entire nations. Um, I mean, there's this election coming up soon, and it's, every, every election is relevant. Um, and sometimes people get uh, what they want, and it doesn't always turn out how they would like it to be. I mean, um, the, how long did the Israelites call, cry out to God asking for a king? And he told them exactly what's going to happen. He said, if you get a king, he will tax you. He will take your sons away from you and throw them into war. And he will take your daughters away from you and put them in his household. And they said, give us a king. And he gave them a king. And I don't, that didn't all necessarily transpire with their first king. But it, it, it did take place eventually over the years. And, and they, they were worse off for it. There, there were good kings in there, of course. And, and, and in those cases, those kings did help. Um, the nation of Israel to prosper and to be better than maybe perhaps if he wasn't there. But um, to weigh it all together, the, that having that king for Israel's sake, it did not help them. Um, but, but with that, like with um, Ephesians, they're laying out what is our enemy, um, that being the devil, of course. Uh, it It, 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 it sometimes can be easy to forget that um, that no, no one is really our enemy. Like we're not called to hate anyone. We're not called to to kick people out if they um, to kick them to the curb if they ask for if they ask for help. Um, not to say that every time someone asks for help that it's for the right reasons or that they want the right kind of help, but. That we can that we can be there for them that, that we can love them. Um, uh, if you would turn over to Matthew twenty-seven, um, there's uh, I, I I've talked a lot about um, the in the Gospels. I think pretty much every single service I've had has turned to the Gospels at least once. Um, 
over in Matthew 27, at, um, at this point, Jesus has been turned in to the, to the authorities. This is after the Garden of Gethsemane. And starting in verse 15, it reads, Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And they had them then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus who is called Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that, he, that they had delivered him up. Besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered much because of him today in a dream. Now the chief priests and elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. And he said, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Let him be crucified. Um, there, there was a video I'd watched a long time ago. Goodness knows. First time I watched that. It's probably in 10th grade. Um, so it has been, been a fair few years. And, and the video was talking about uh, is talking about Barabbas and what he represents, um, and in this, and that, that, that's that's all that we have of Barabbas, like beyond um, the other similar stories it tells in the other Gospels. This is pretty much the only time Barabbas is mentioned in the Bible. It's just this little snippet of Jesus being chosen to be thrown on the cross instead of this um, zealot, and. The point that the video makes is, um, it makes a lot of points, but one of the biggest points it makes is that who and what Barabbas represents, he, he very much represents us before Jesus went to the cross, the um, rightfully judged sinner that is due death because of what we had done. Um, but in that, despite Barabbas not having um, been forgiven at that point, not even asking for forgiveness, not even asking, not even proclaiming faith in Jesus. Um, he was given a second chance at life, and we don't know what he did with that. Like, as far as we know, he never um, said thank you to Jesus. He was um, marching up the hill. He never um, went back to the disciples um, to learn more about him. He just took it and just went back on with his life, probably went back with the same old friends. Um, and it's, we, we, we don't get that story with, with, with the other two people that were hung up on the cross with Jesus. It was just this one man. And, and I'm sure that, 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 that Jesus knew going in, or at the very least God knew going into that, that, that they would choose Barabbas over him. And that Barabbas, I mean, I'm sure he was thrilled to have his life, but he, he he couldn't care less who it was that, re that replaced him. Um, and and I, I think that kind of spreads out to more or less the entire world, that, um, that God knew that giving up his son for the entire world, that there would be a lot of Barabbases out there that wouldn't have any idea what it would mean for his son to, to take their place. Um, on the cross and have to die um, for them so that they may 
that they may be free if they choose to be. And um, like, like, sure, I, I don't have any children right now, and I, I hope to one day, but I, I couldn't imagine giving up my only son so that millions and billions of people couldn't care less. Um, now, I'm, I'm, of course, that's not how God saw it at all. I, I'm sure that if there was only one person out of, in, in all of time, that would have been able to make it to heaven because Jesus went up on that cross and died. I, I think God still would have asked Jesus to have done it, and I think Jesus still would have done it, even if it was only for one, because that's just, that's just the kind of God that he is, that, that he loves so much, um, each and every one of us. Um, and that, uh, one of the things, one of the biggest takeaways I had from a missions trip I went to, uh, went on last year. It was, um, I think I, I think I might have mentioned it before, but it was down to um, Atlanta, where there's a lot of um, immigrants coming in and a lot of refugees in and around the area. Um, and a lot of what we did, um, we either went to some homes to just listen to people into their story. We went to um, some cul-de-sacs, I guess, where the buildings, now that we, we've seen some pretty bad buildings here. We've worked on some pretty bad buildings here. They were living in buildings that we normally would be condemned in this city. It was holes in the wall, holes in the ceilings, completely torn apart structurally. Um, and what little stability there was in that building, that's where they would live. They would throw up um, like rugs and curtains uh, as doors and do their best to get by in what is essentially an abandoned building. Um, and there were whole neighborhoods of that um, in and around the city. And we only had been to a couple. Um, and some of the other things that we had gone to, it was we had been to some uh, mosques, some Muslim mosques. And uh, the guy that was kind of leading us through all of this, the, the, the thing that struck me as odd is that um, that we had gone to a few services and afterwards he would, um, that we would all kind of spend time with the uh, uh, rabbi uh, um, at the place. And the guy that was leading us, I think his name was Jeff, um, he would just kind of uh, sit there and listen and like just take in the stories that, that the rabbi would give, a lot of them about their Muslim faith. And, and it was the strangest thing to me because in the moment, um, watching Jeff, it just seemed like he was just relatively agreeing with a lot of it. Not, not necessarily like, like, yes, that's absolutely what I believe, but just kind of like uh, in, in encouraging him and to tell his story. Um, and, 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 and afterwards, uh, some people were talking to him about that, and they were asking Jeff, uh, like, 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 what was some of the stuff that you had talked about? And he was like, oh, I have no idea. I was just... I was just going along with it because I want them to feel, I want them to know that I love them. And, and, and they know he's a Christian and, and he knows they're a Muslim and he just wants to put it out there for them that, that hey, I'm here, I'm listening to you, I, I want to hear your story, I want to be your friend, and I want you to know that, that I love you. I'm not trying, he, he's not trying to get 
He's not trying to get to them to think that he's just there to convert them. Sure, he is, because that, that should be all of our goals. But, he, but Jeff does want to be there to be their friend and for them to, for them to trust him, because that's the only way that they'll ever listen to him. And, and he knows that. And, 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 and with that, that was the biggest takeaway I had was that was like just how much love um, for others can can really be a, a ministry in and of itself. Like like, sure we have we, we we have miracles and we have missions trips, and and all of those are incredibly helpful. But even just a simple little thing, as as love can really really get people to see that that something about this person is different, um, and hopefully they'll be able to connect that back um, to his faith and what that means. Um, uh, if you will, just go and join me in prayer, and then I'll uh, receive up an offering. So. Father, I thank you for this time tonight that we had uh, here in this church, Father. And I thank you that the services down in Florida, will that they have gone well and that they will continue to go well. And I pray for mom and dad's safe travels home and everyone's safe travels home through this storm tonight. Um, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Receive an offering real quick, if you all are ready. Uh, I'll just give you just a second. Um, uh, I, I haven't quite decided if this stormy weather is any better than the blizzard we came out of. Um, <laughs> still, Yeah. I know there was a there was a fork there there was a forklift at work that got stuck in the parking lot because because it was all full of slush and mud. Oh. You all can be dismissed. <laughs>